Welcome to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. Welcome to a new episode of Travelcast, and today I have the pleasure of receiving Elise Cavedo. So welcome, Elise. Uh, thank you very much, Nolly. Thank you so much for having me. So can you, let's say, present yourself to, to my audience? Of course. So my name is Elise Cavedo. Um, I am an author, a keynote speaker, and I'm a digital media strategist. Okay. And... Um, can you tell us about your background? So how did you end up, let's say, into social media? Okay, it's actually quite interesting. Um, like everybody else, I have humble beginnings. I used to have a bunch of different jobs and I got into personal development, which is something that is still a big part of my life now. But um, I wrote a book called Creating a Kick-Ass Attitude. And straight after I wrote it, Nobody really knew who I was. It was like, okay, I wrote this book and now what do I do? So I went to a couple of seminars that where people were talking about social media and something within me, like I had this little red bulb moment where it was like, oh, you need to do some research on this. This is going to be a really big thing. So I started learning everything that I could on social media, um, started applying strategies to myself. My audience is starting to grow. And then very organically, people would come to me and say, hey, Elise, can you do for me what you've done for you? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, you seem to have these new followers and you've got all these content and how did you do it? So I started getting clients that way. And then um, as the time moved forward, then I had PR companies that would hire me uh, to do third party work. Then I was on a few tours uh, with some celebrities. And then next thing you know, um, I'm being called the digital ghost queen. I'm being flown over to different countries to uh, work with clients and also uh, to actually do keynotes and teach people social and digital media, but not from the basics of, uh, oh, this is how you tweet or this is how you put uh, you know, a post, but more about the psychology as to why and how social and digital can benefit businesses and individuals. So it's been a very organic journey um, to do what I do today. Okay. And... As we know, social media is really, I'd say, impactful for any business, especially into the um, travel industry. So right. you did a presentation in Madrid on social media emotional questions. Yes. Can you tell us why, is, why did you add the emotional question to social media, especially for a digital, I would say, medium? I love it. That's actually a great question. And yes, it was called um, an introduction or welcome to the social media emotional quotient, uh, which in essence is the art of uh, building and creating and attracting social media and businesses through the digital world. And the reason I added the emotional quotient is because a lot of people treat online and especially the social media world as something very impersonal. So I like to focus a lot in the personal and the interaction level with people. So I like people to understand that bottom line, social media and digital are social platforms. We need to talk to each other and we need to talk to people, not at people. 
we tend to find many accounts, you know, that all they're doing is me, 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 buy my book, buy my service, download my app, but they don't talk to their audience. And we forget that at the end of the day, people buy from people. So I like to, I bring my personal development background into the digital world so that people understand that when you talk online, it shouldn't be any different than when you do it in person. And if you're going to do it for business, whether it's the traveling industry, whether it's entertainment, no matter what industry it is, if you do have the right strategy behind it, it can be a very lucrative um, way of making not just a business, but developing your brand. Okay. And I don't know if you heard about the, um, this guy, guy um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, yes. I love that yeah. guy. He's yeah. great. Uh, he also talked about his, I would say, it's philosophy, which is jab, 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 right, book, uh, right hook, in which you, as you said, imply that the fact that a lot of brands are in the, I would say, in the selling mode instead of, I would yeah. say, uh, creating relationships. So, Correct. How can I, for example, if I am a destination brand and I want to create that connection of, or emotion in my content? Or can I do it, for example, on any platform? Yeah, well, correct. Well, great question. And thank you for asking that. It's all about the story. I, I always tell people, put yourself in your customer's shoes. Or yourself, if you were going to look at a travel uh, you know, website or a Twitter feed or a Facebook, what do you want to see? And how do you want them to communicate with you. Say, for example, that you visit, for example, right now, I'm in beautiful Tallinn, Estonia. And let's say that, uh, you know, at the end of my trip, I write a beautiful blog about this medieval city and all this story. And now how do I push it? Well, number one, obviously you're going to put it on all your social feeds and stuff like that. But how about finding people within the community of Twitter or Facebook or Instagram that are already following other feeds within traveler destinations and you engage them and you talk to them about what they're doing. And it's like, hey, I noticed that you read blogs on X, Y, and Z or you like blogs about Eastern Europe. I've just written one. Would you like, would you mind giving me feedback? Or we talk about, remember you mentioned I spoke in Madrid. I said something in Madrid that I think when I say it, people get it. When I talk about that social media is just like sex. You need some foreplay first. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that just like Gary Vee says, you know, is you don't just go sell, sell, sell. You know, you don't want that wham, bam, thank you, ma'am effect on social. You need to, when you communicate with your audience first, you need to compliment them. It's like, hey, you know, how are you doing? And I love the way that you're writing. So you can find multiple communi uh, communi uh, communities and um, social media accounts that are into travel, that are into photography, that are into hotels, the lifestyle photography. Engage with them first like you would a person on the street. When you make new friends or, I don't know, like a relationship, you don't ask them to marry them in the first day, yes. right? Yeah. You, you require dating, going for coffee, and, you know, it, it's a process. What if we were able to use that online and to have that process where, okay, let me see what you like first. Hey, you like blogs? I like blogs. You like travel? I love travel. Hey, do you prefer mountains or beaches? Like, and once you have that going on, 
then go for the kill and go for the hey, let's do it tonight or hey, let's <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, of course, yeah. And this is why I love to talk about that emotional side online because we hide behind the screen. When we are behind the screen, you don't get that energy or that personality of the person that is on a stage, but we can by doing videos, maybe before doing a blog, for example, or before doing your write-up about that destination. How about doing a little video and telling your audience, hey guys, letting you know, I've just written an amazing blog about Tallinn, Estonia, and hey, you can find it on my link on Twitter, or hey, I've got this blog called X, Y, and Z, and I've just written something about the best mountain destinations for the summer or uh, anything because we connect to people's energies. We connect with people's voices, no matter what accent we've got. We connect with the way somebody looks at you through the eyes. So it is always going to be a balance of what we have online plus them being able to see us as real people to make sure that, you know, it's not a robot that is replying to me mm -hmm. online. I want to, the, the more you connect with yourself, with that person that is writing these destinations, the more you're going to want to know them. And what happens when you truly like that destination blog or Twitter feed or Facebook, that you tell your friends about it. Because bottom line, we are all about our friends. Imagine this, Nali. Imagine that, you know, you buy a book and then you have a friend and you tell your friend about the book because you really liked it. But then that friend already saw the book on a store, but he didn't buy it at the store. Why? Because when we see something at a store or we see an advertisement on TV or a paid ad, that is that company or brand actually telling you, buy my product. But when a friend or somebody that you trust online says, oh my God, I just read this book or this blog or this app or whatever it is, and it's amazing. Who do you trust more? Your friend, somebody that you've built rapport with, or do you trust the brand that is impersonal? This is why brands or blogs, we need to become more personable and more approachable so that they realize that we are about the people. Okay. And I think no matter what industry, including traveling, needs to be more personable. And what do you think, because you talk about friends and what do you think the how brands can use i would say influencer in their storytelling because we heard about a lot of about them but yeah. few i would say few brands know how to i would say work with them and use them at their advantage so oh. what that's actually another great question <laughs> you did your research didn't you yes <laughs> I love, I'm loving your questions. Um, so influencer marketing. Um, obviously, I'm also uh, an influencer, um, you know, for companies such as Huawei Technologies in the tech world. And the one thing that, uh, and obviously through them, I get to meet other influencers, uh, which is mainly for business. But the one thing that we always say is make sure that you do research on that person. Um, one thing that I definitely know is that numbers uh, don't really matter. You know, I'd rather have an influencer, for example, that has 10,000 followers versus 200,000 um, if they are truly engaging with their community. Now, an influencer right now, there are many different types of influencers. This is why research is very important. 
You've got celebrity influencers, which the average individual or company is not going to be able to afford yet because obviously they will cost you like six figures plus. But then you have what we call micro-influencers or business influencers, meaning that their feeds are they have a specific target audience. So they might have a smaller numbers, but their reach is truly immense. And they're even better than celebrities because celebrities endorse pretty much anything. And they have people from many different backgrounds. I'll tell you a story in here. A friend of mine, she is a very big influence in the tech world. She's an influencer, for example, for brands like Apple and Huawei. And because of her large reach, one day she got approached by somebody at Star Wars. And they said, we would love you to promote this movie. And I mean, my friend, like, she's a big Star Wars fan, right? So she was like, oh, my God, he's like, I can get some free stuff from them. You know, I would love to do it. But she's an ethical influencer, meaning that she knows who her audience is. And she knew that if she took that job, like, okay, you pay me to advertise Star Wars to my feed, it wouldn't get anywhere because her social media feeds, even though she's a Star Wars fan, at all in the tech world, in the IoT, artificial intelligence. So she went back and she said, I don't think you did your research because, hey, I would love to get all the free stuff and feel free to send me anything and I'll give, you, give a shout out on my social or something, but I cannot do a campaign for you because my audience is not entertainment. Mm-hmm. It is very specific and my audience don't expect, you know, like a Star Wars announcement on my feeds unless it's just for fun. So when you work with influencers, you need to understand who they are because you're going to come across the influencers who truly value brands and they're a little bit more exclusive. For example, I'm one of them. I When I first started, I would do anything. You know, like I was testing and I was like, oh, look, they can $10 to promote this. Okay, oh, I'm getting a free thing, so I'll do it. And as the time went by, I was like, hold on a second. Do I want to be known for promoting 100 products or do I want to be a little bit more exclusive and potentially be an influencer, but for higher end companies so that my audience realizes that when I mention a brand is because I truly believe and I endorse them a hundred percent because I like them and they offer value. But then you're going to have other influencers that will literally do anything for free as long as you send them free stuff. So if you send them a free product, like in the beauty industry and the uh, catering industry, that works very well because they will send you free lipstick or uh, free trainers, anything like that, and they will you know, promote it everywhere. So you need to do your research um, with influencers, but it can be very lucrative if you do it with the correct ones because we know our audiences. So if you do your research and you talk to us first as people versus just, oh, they're an influencer with a lot of followers, I'll pay you so much. I don't like that approach. I want somebody to ask, me first. Can you do research on my brand? We would love to work with you, but we want to know if you want to work with us. It's a two-way street. And those are the kind of influencers that are truly valuable. And I think no matter where you are in the world, no matter what industry you're in, you're always going to have some local influencers and obviously international influencers, depending on your budget, that are legit, that are ethical, that truly believe in value and can get passionate behind your brand. So once you found those, 
those are the ones that you work with. Okay. And I know there is also, um, I would say, a current trend on which um, there is a lot of hotels that receive um, a lot of requests of people saying that, yeah, if, if I can stay for free, I will speak about the hotels uh, in my social media oh, field. Yeah. And I want to have your, let's say, your expertise on Opinion. this. Yes. Oh, this is, again, great questions here. Um, I honestly do not like that approach at all. If you have to approach a hotel to say, hey, give me a free stay and I'll do a, a like a post or a blog, you truly have to be desperate to be doing that. Even as a startup, I think the, the one thing you will notice, and this is really funny because a few weeks ago I was doing a presentation in uh, Belgrade and I asked fellow influencers to send me a video. I said, I want to know what it means to you to be an influencer. And I didn't give them any cues or you know what to say. I just said, I'm doing a presentation on influencing and I want your opinion. What does it mean to you? And it, none of them knew I was asking them. And the bottom line, nearly everybody said one sentence that was the same. I didn't said to become an influencer. You only become an influencer when other people come to you without you asking them. If you have to go to a hotel or to a restaurant or to a resort and say, hey, I'm an influencer and I want to stay for free or I want a free treatment, I'm sorry, you're not an influencer. Yeah. That is one of the biggest, but unfortunately, the younger generation are learning this from reality TV, which sometimes can be a very bad example. If you truly want to become an influencer, you become it because others recognize your value, not because you tell people. So hotels and brands should come to you, not the other way around. Yes, you can approach brands to say, hey, I would love to try your product. Um, you know, I have a blog that talks about sports, but I've got a travel inside. I'm coming to you and I'm wondering if I could do a blog about you. Um, once they check you out, then they might actually comp you on something or say, actually, we've just realized you you actually do a lot of blogs and, hey, we'll give you free dinner or uh, something. And that's okay. But approaching people to say, hey, give me something for free because I've got yeah. 2,000 followers, I'm sorry. From And I put my name to it right now, Elise Cavetto does not approve of that system. Uh, <laughs> can we say it's the same? Like if you're applying for a job, you're going to a company and say, give me that job. But exactly. Uh, you don't just say, yeah, just give it, just pay me now. No, you have to prove your worth. You have to actually, you know, let people understand that, listen, I've worked for this for many years and this is what I'm doing. And again, the biggest reward is for somebody else that you don't know comes to you and say, wow, I want to, uh, you know, I want to work with you. Or, hey, can I give you a couple of free estates? Or like, for example, with you. I always feel very blessed and honored when somebody approaches me for an interview or to do anything because it's like, wow, I didn't come to them. They came to me. So obviously I have some value. And that's how influencer marketing should be. You approach people because you follow their feeds because you see their value and you see that they would work together well with your brand. But when you have these desperate people that all they want is the free stuff, um, it's not going to work. Their audience is not valuable. It is it's just not. I mean, all we have to do is put yourself in their shoes. And it's like, why would I want to work with that person? Why would I 
give when I give them a one night stand, a one night stay, if they didn't ask me the right yeah, questions. That's right. If they ask me the right questions first. And um, but do you think I think it's more a win-win situation? So if you want to, either you are if an influencer or an household brand or any brands, you should it should be a win-win situation. Correct. It's like, I mean, and again, influencers, you have different levels where some uh, companies, you know, is a very straightforward exchange for, you know, money for a service, meaning, hey, you're an influencer. This is your level of influence. I will pay you X amount of dollars to do a one week campaign or to mention our brand or this is the photos we want to post you. Then you've got the ones that is the exchange of I'll give you a free night to stay or a free hotel, free dinner, whatever, free product for you know your service and then you've got the third level which is a more elite level for example companies like huawei i'm a key opinion leader for them i don't get a penny from them but what i do get is five star level treatment and access to their highest executives to get information from that normally i wouldn't get and to me that's a great exchange for example i was at the p20 the paris launch um you know and They paid for my hotel, they paid for an executive card, paid me up from the airport, amazing dinner. I got introduced to other key opinion leaders and there was no obligation of me to talk about the event or the cell phone or anything. But when you give me access to sit down with your president of communications, when you give me access to sit down with your CTO as an influencer, to me, that's extremely valuable. So there are many different levels of, again, how you deal as an individual or as a brand with your influencers. For example, an individual company may not be at the same level as Apple or IBM or the Hilton Hotels chain, but you can still, even if you don't have a budget, you could go to a local influencer and say, hey, listen, I don't have a lot of money right now, but I'll, I'll treat you for dinner or I'll buy you a spa uh, voucher or something if you could come and try our place mm -hmm. and, you know, give us a shout out or just do a write up. As long as you do it ethically and, you know, you do it for the right reason, whether you have zero dollars or, you know, $10,000 to spend on influencers, you can truly find people that care about your brand. It's just uh, doing a little bit of that research first, always. As you said, it's important to... As an influencer, I think it's not only, I would say, about goods or free stay, but it also could be about access to resources in which, in other conditions, you could not, I would say, access also. So it is correct. So now we'll talk about influencer. Now we heard all the, let's say, the, the first, the first about the new technology, I would say, gizmo, like the, Amazon Alexa and chatbots. And what do you think about those tools? How they can I would say create that emotional link? Well, I mean, again, I think we need to become accustomed to artificial intelligence and robots and bots. I mean, and people like Sophia the robot, for example, which by the way always freaks me out when I meet her because half a body. I mean. Ease, yeah. right but they are again they're tools you've just said that it's like there are other tools that if used correctly can be a great asset to everything we do i mean i think technology no matter how much advances the one thing we always have to remember it was built 
by humans. And it is always going to be a balance. Don't go all gang-ho on technology and, you know, look up once in a while. You know, turn off your phone and have a little walk outside because all these tools are here to make our lives easier. So I love that. But once in a while, turn them off. And remember, imagine that it's 1999 again or like 1971 before the Internet was born. Like there, for, for some of us that was obviously were born before all this hype, we truly understand that balance. And I try to teach that to everybody that I meet. No matter how much we love technology, we need to be able to switch up. But yeah, I love Alexa and I love every, I, I'm a tech person. Like anything that comes yeah. out, I want to try it. Whether I use it or not, it's like I can see the benefits of everything that is coming. That's, I think that's what evolution and innovation is. It's making our lives easier, but we just need to remember that Bottom line, it will always be about balance. Also about uh, relation between humans to humans also. Yeah, we, we can't forget that. As I said, robots are not taking the world yet. This is not, <laughs> not yet. You know, <laughs> Sarah is not Schwarzenegger yeah. yet. He's, he's not coming for us, you know. They're, they're meant to be our friends and we're still a long, long time away from, you know, robots taking all the jobs or, you know, all this stuff that we hear that people are scared about. Um, you know, we, we just have to live to learn with a new innovation and just do it in a positive way. Yeah, because also I believe that technology helps us, help us to, say, save times also. Yeah, of course. So, so uh, as a final question, I would say more personal is, what was your most memorable travel that you did? Oh, wow. Okay. I've been to about uh, 39 countries so far, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, sometimes I think, oh my God, they're so little, but technically, you know, that's quite a lot of them. Uh, and I would say the one that I've enjoyed the most so far has been Thailand. Actually, Thailand and Iceland. Um, both of them were very different, you know, Iceland, mm -hmm. I was really surprised um, by the, you know, there's no fauna, like that. You, you land into the airport and there is just this all rock all around and just, it was weird for me because I'm used to, you know, I was used to different countries and when I got there, it's like, oh my God, like, what is this, right? But at the same time, you know, the blue lagoon and these big mountains and because it's obviously so closer to, to the northern, um, you know, pole. And then Thailand, um, I've been there once, but I was there for about 10 days. I got to see uh, Bangkok and I was in Chiang Mai. And uh, I, I definitely is a place that I want to go back. It was very beautiful, um, very different. And I just think the world has got so many different places that traveling is just something that everybody should do and explore. And thanks to people like, like yourself or, you know, bloggers and photographers that let us, and let us see an insight into other countries, I think that's inspiration for anybody, no matter how old you are, to say, you know what, one day I'm going to be in that country or make a list of the top places. Like I've got lists always. So yes. I, before I die, I want to do at least a hundred countries. So I've still got quite a few more to go. So I, I, I definitely advise that to everybody. Create a list 
and go to as many countries as possible. Don't go to the same place all the time. Many people do that. You know, they find their holiday destination and explore a little bit more. The world is beautiful. The world has amazing landscapes and, and we only live once. So, you know, try to see as much as possible. It's an experience. It's a life experience. Traveling is amazing. I've got no other words for that. And what is your next destination? My next destination. So I'm in Tallinn, Estonia right now. I'll be heading over to Spain after that. And what I'm really excited about is that I'm actually going to be heading over to Singapore in a few okay. months. And that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most for now. Singapore, which I have not been to as yet. Okay, so Elise, thank you for your time. And uh, how can I, can we reach, reach you on internet? Right. So th obviously, thank you very much for having me on. And everyone can reach me at Elise Quevedo. That's on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, EliseQuevedo.com. Everything I am branded under Elise Quevedo. Okay, so Alice, and thank you for your time and uh, wish you all the best for your next trips. You're welcome. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> <laughs> <De> rien. <laughs> Bye. Bye.